to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. It's Kathy. Uh, I have a really interesting guy calling in today. It's actually Friday night at like 1.30 in the morning. He wants me to call him after 1.30 in the morning tonight. And I'm going to do it. Hopefully he'll answer his phone. I can't tell you how many false alarms I get with Craigslist. Like, you know, guys don't understand. Like all the episodes you hear, there's like 10 more that I try to tape and I make beginnings for and I just lose these people. I think what it is with Craigslist is that people are on their horny or whatever in some sort of weird zone. You know, that weird zone where they're looking for something. It's not like the it's like that other part of their secret life. And uh, they email when they're in that zone. And then what happens if I don't get them at that moment and I don't email them back and like I don't check my email for six hours and they're out of the zone and they're like the normal person going to work and doing their other like real life thing. Uh, they just they're done, you know, so it's very rare that I catch them in that zone. And if I do catch them in that zone, sometimes I lose them because, you know, there's like a 15 minute window. Sometimes there's a half hour. <laughs> I had a really good guy the other day who was um, he definitely was going to be like a dirty prank caller person. Um, and I made a great intro and uh, I lost him because he must have like, I don't know, came or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, who I have tonight. He might be a little dark. I'm a little nervous. Uh, he wants to talk beforehand, but I, I never will talk to anybody beforehand. I learned my lesson the first time I did that. It was the first and only time I had a guy actually say he wanted to talk to me before the call because he was very um, sort of weirded out and he just wanted to make sure. And I was like, okay. And then I got him on the phone and it turned out he was like, you know, had a heart on and he was like jerking off while he was talking to me. And I was like, shit, you know, this would have been a really good call. And uh, my friend yelled at me for doing that. He's like, never do anything off air. So this guy wanted to talk to me before, you know, on the air before or before we go on air. And I was like, no, but I'm a little nervous of what the fuck is going to happen because this is what the guy writes to me. It's a little dark and I'm not like being judgmental. I'm sort of open to anything, but I don't know. This guy says, oh, my cat is scratching me. Okay, it says, call me tonight after 1.30. What would you like to talk about? My uncle raping me and turning me bisexual because of it. Having sex with my brother and sister at separate times, of course. My theory on religion, politics, my insatiable lust of the flesh, how my family is a part of the occult churches of Satan. Let me know which one intrigues you the most, and we could talk on the phone before I get on the air. Um, so that's his deal. You know, all those things seem a little, I don't know, dark, you know. Um, and I'm hoping that it's that's not the case because um, I've never really had, I mean, listen, you know, people call in and they do weird things and whatever you want to label it, but... It's not dark shit, you know, it's just shit that people do. Um, I'm hoping that this isn't like, you know, criminal kind of behavior. I don't know, you know, but um, I think it, you know, it could go either two ways. It could either be really dark or it could be really interesting or maybe dark and interesting is what, you know, you people want to hear. I don't know. I don't like dark stuff. I like interesting and interesting to me is a lot of things, um, but not, not really creepy. But hopefully he's not. I don't think I did a proper intro. Did I give you my Twitter? My Twitter is at Strict Anonymous. My Facebook is Strictly Anonymous. 
Um, I got a review the other day. I was very excited. Somebody wrote a review. I think it was one of my fans who told me that he was going to. He emailed me through Facebook. But, you know, I would love reviews. I need reviews. I don't solicit my friends because most people don't even know that I do this podcast because I like to do it on the down low. Um, so if you could write us uh, um, a review for me on Stitcher or iTunes, that'd be great. And that's it. So I will be back in a minute when um, I call up Henry. Henry, the... Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to title this. I'm just going to have to have a call and see where it goes. So I'll be right back with Henry. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Hi, this is Henry. Hey, good evening. Hey, how are you? So listen, I don't, I'm have you, I am recording this call. Like we're just going to do the the call. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So did you got my email back? Like, I mean, I feel like what normally happens on my episodes, I don't have a co-host with me today. It's just me and you on the call um, because it's late. But, you know, one thing normally leads into another. So I feel like probably we'll wind up talking about all the stuff in your email. And I always read the emails that people send in to me, to my listeners beforehand. So I think we should just start off with the first thing that you said, which is, and that, is that cool with you? Like to just get into like, I mean, you know, like I just feel like it'll sort of, like I said, just go into all different kinds of things, unless there's just one thing you want to talk about. No, not at all. Um, actually it'll probably help me get a lot of things off my chest and, um, Go ahead. Why don't you start with like the first thing that sort of, you know, happened to you and then probably like that leads into everything else. I don't know if that starts off maybe with your family and their involvement with their things. I don't know. Like you start off at your with your history where you think it's like the most relevant. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to get into the occult thing, um, I maybe mean, we should start there because that would um actually be a... Uh, I get a, I guess a better. It's all gonna. It's all gonna lead back into that, so to speak. So I guess lay the foundation. Yeah, because I feel like probably you would tell me all these things, and we, I'd be like, well, what the fuck happened to you when you were younger that caused all that? Do you know what I'm saying? So like, why don't we start off with like how you were raised and what your family background was that led to all this other kinds of crazy stuff that happened to you afterwards? So let's just start there. Fine. Um, uh, if I start to ramble or um, become astray. Just uh, lead me back. And, um, yeah, no problem. Any questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm like Barbara don't Walters. Don't worry. I'll cut you off. I'll interrupt <laughs> you. I'll keep you I on target. Do. Sometimes, you know, it'll be irritating, but don't worry. It'll, it'll, it'll all be good. I typically leave my call. I don't like my calls to be like longer than like an hour. So I'll be paying attention to how long we're talking so that I make sure okay. that we get everything in. So start off with like, I know you said that your family was like, or is involved in the church of Satan or something like that. I mean, I don't know much about that. Uh, actually, so. that, that's a, that's like a generic term for it. It's actually the Luciferian. Um, agenda uh-huh. that they're a part of, which is becomes more deeper than just the quote-unquote Satan or devil worship that um, kids and imbeciles do, actually. Uh, my earliest memory would be when I was eight years old, and um, we lived in, it was kind of like a plantation house uh, back right. in the days, I guess it was a lot bigger, um, tobacco field out in North Carolina. Uh-huh. And um 
the lady who was with me at the time, her name was Sylvia. And um, even though I called Sylvia my mother, by this time I had known that Sylvia was not my mother, nor the first lady to have handled me or take care of me. It was just my earliest recognition of the uh-huh. maternal person that they had put in front of us. Right. And um, How old were you at that uh, time? I'm sorry. Uh, eight, okay. seven or eight years old. So that's and, like your um, first memory of the first, like, sort of parent figure. Well, what it is is that um, there is no such thing as a mother or father in the Luciferian agenda. That's a lie. We're all um, we're all the same. Okay. There is no maternal or sibling, so to speak. Everybody but let me ask you this: Are you right? Are you living though, like in a commune, or do you have a house? With- no, no. Actually, my um, Ted, my father was. Uh, politician, well respected. I won't. You said I could use fake names, right? Yeah, make sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. This is totally okay. the podcast called Strictly Anonymous. So uh, you just be truthful yeah. about everything else, but make up names and places if you want. That shit doesn't really matter, you know. Well, I'll try to stay as 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 close to realism as I can. Sure. I know that this will trigger other people, hopefully, into anyway. Um, so anyway, you're you're was, in this place and you realize that you're there's you know this pr- one woman what was her name you said Sylvia Sylvia right so you've you now you're eight years old and you realize this is like the first parent figure or whatever but she's not really your mom well it's, you know what it is she she took a liking to me and uh-huh. that was a no no and um oh. anyway long story short I had um there's a series of tests that you have to go through as a child to even be. To go on to the next level, you could be killed off, sacrificed, or found unworthy. Anytime it sounds a little bit weird, a lot of people want to accept it. They say that this is bullshit, but I have seen kids get killed, and uh, I don't want to. Right. Okay. It's 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 not. Believe it or not, I'm so. I don't want to say indoctrinated into it, but it's not killing. It's a sacrifice, and there's a big difference between the two, and a lot of people don't understand that either. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Because that's yeah. like, you know, that could be very controversial and like, you know what I'm saying? Forget and, about it. Yeah, forget about it. So just keep going with your story. I, I was, um, anyway, anyway, just to give you a, a piece of idea of the type of stuff that went on. Uh-huh. Uh, downstairs in the, in the basement, there was always three rooms, um, a red door, a brown door, and a black door. Let me ask you this and, one really quick. Because uh, is this the basement of the church that you guys are like sort of worshiping in, or is this in your house? This, see, that's another thing. Have you ever heard uh, the church in the wild? No. You have? No, uh uh-uh, no. Oh, okay, see, that's a a biblical term. Uh There is no church in the wild if you listen to the music today, and all this is, um... Actually, for instance, you guys... I'm going to call you the sheep. Um, you believe certain things, like you have to go to a church or a synagogue right. or uh-huh. something like that, and these things are not true. Um, right, so in your religion, they, you guys don't believe that. So where were these doors, though? Were they in your house? Well, they they were downstairs in the basement. Of and, your house? Um, of the house that we lived in. Okay. It was more like a mansion, believe it or not. And uh-huh. within the mansion, there was separate rooms, separate. If you didn't know where you were going, you would definitely get lost. Right, and a lot of people live there, right? Is that I'm assuming. Um, no, no, just us. But a lot of people 
would come by and perform rituals. And okay. I was taken downstairs, and um. The doors. What were the colors we, of the we, doors again? Um, brown, green, and black. Okay. And um, the brown door. The brown doors was a. T- I shouldn't get. I don't want to muddy waters. Right. But um, the brown door was a testing area, and I was seven years old, seven or eight. I was taken downstairs. I remember that she put her hands across her lips as to tell me, like, to just shut up. Mm-hmm. And um, we went into the room. In the room, in the room was a table, and there was nothing else. It was a. Uh, a big ass room, forgive me. And um, she looked at me and she left me there. And I don't remember how long I was there. I do remember going to sleep. I remember being scared. I remember being hungry. And when she came back into the room, I, I, I'm assuming a day had passed at least. She came back with a pitcher of water and a glass, and mm-hmm. she placed them both on the table. And I asked her for the water. I said, could I please have, before I could finish, she smacked me so hard across the face. Mm-hmm. It stunned me. And I looked at her and she poured the water. She drank the water and she left. Now, again, I soiled myself. I had passed out. I said, it had to be a couple of days now. But when I woke up again, I was in my room. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca, who wasn't my cousin, but again, we played the roles of, of these families. Right. She was a little bit older than me. She had to be like 12. Uh-huh. And she told me, she said, you know, you survived. You, you, you did it. You passed the test. And I was like, the test? And she was like, yeah. She was explaining to me of solitude, of this and that. And um, that if I had shown any fear, if I had cried out, if I had yelled, then I would have been sacrificed. sacrificed. I, I would have I failed the test. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, you know, even as she was telling me that, I, sometimes I think back on it, like, when she was like, they we're going to kill you. And, you know, you right. can't think, you know, you're just going to get a terrible beating. But, yeah, it was to that point where. If you would have played it a different way, you would have been killed. Do you know how, I, I don't even want to get into how they kill or something, because that's, like, very dark. Like, I don't want to go there. So you, Forget about it. Yeah. So you survived that, right? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And, and now, then I was, yeah, I was introduced into the quote-unquote ways of the world. How this is going to sound stupid in a way, but um, may I ask you a question? Sure. Have you ever flown a kite? Uh, I think so. I don't really have that. I I probably flew a kite. I don't really know. Yes, I okay. did. Yes. 
Right. As you picture flying a kite, do you think it would be possible to get your kite to fly in a rainstorm? Yes. Of course. Do you think it's possible that you could get a kite up into the sky? Yeah, during the rain. Yeah, why not? You okay. think the rain would make it fall? I don't know. I I think, yeah. Okay. Once we got the kite into the sky, if lightning hits your kite, do you become electrocuted? No. Or do you believe if you put a little key on the side of a kite, you could somehow harness the electricity? I don't think it would go through the kite, no. And I don't think I could harness it either. I don't think either one of those things could happen. And that's just a small sample of the lies that were portrayed in the educational system that we were not told. That mm -hmm. that's a lie. What's you know a what lie? That where, where we get most of the things we get from. Electricity being one of the smallest forms. And the perpetrated lie of a gentleman that didn't even have rubber boots on, standing in the middle of a thunderstorm, getting struck by lightning and harnessing energy. The rest of the world believes. This is even taught today to kids in school. And not metaphorically, but literally. Right. What did they teach us? So, I don't know. I didn't really listen in school. So, I mean, did I answer that? I really didn't. I was very bad in school. So did it, I answer the questions right or wrong? Like, did I learn the wrong way? You, you, answered, you answered them correctly because that's how you're taught. You, oh, you, but you I wasn't know. taught. I didn't even fucking listen. I'm just like stupid sometimes. So the, the real answer is, is that you can harness energy. That's what you guys believe in is what you're saying. Everything is energy. Right. Like, mm -hmm. we are all energy. Right. So I believe in that. In everything we do, whether it's a sacrifice, whether it's sexual, mm -hmm. whether it's just even confronting somebody to take away their psyche uh -huh. and absorbing their energies, that's, that's what it comes down to. This part of it is all going to sound crazy, but then it leads into the whole sexual experience. Right. And if you want, I'll get into that because yeah. as a young child, I was exposed to sex early with adults, watching adults, participating with other kids. Um, it's just been something that has been there all my life. Right. And when I said my quote-unquote uncle, the only reason that his memory is so strong in my head is because he used to rape me, and then he used to beat me afterwards as though it was my fault. Right. To the point now that in order for me to feel sexual satisfaction, I kind of want to be abused or humiliated or right. depraved in some way. And um, yeah. as a sane adult, I am able to attribute it back to the things that happened to me in my childhood where mm -hmm. other people, unfortunately, want to blame everything else other than the truth. You know what I mean? And right. that's where you get your cycles from. And that's where you get your... Some people would claim that I'm psycho because I guess I walk around with my disease. I'm a functioning nut job is that, is that the correct analogy? <laughs> that's, a, that's your disease is your, your nut job <laughs> <laughs> and, um but the stuff that um i guess would be considered nuts is actually real and so you when you say you, nuts you mean the stuff that you were taught in this sort of society or religion that you grew up in is that the part that you say people think you were nuts or do you mean yeah, the sexual because, dysfunction that you have because of like the sort of raping that went on with you? Well, I guess or both. I guess it's a, a both, yeah, mm -hmm. because um, it. I don't look at it as depraved anymore. I look at it as though sexual satisfaction is something that. Um, oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, I think that you like a part of you, like you actually, you're you're pro, like your religion. You didn't sort of 
you're not out of that, right? I mean, you believe what you were taught and like that's like sort of how you were raised and you still buy into that, right? So that you're on board and now and you're saying that you're also on board with the sexual sort of stuff that happened to you too? Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, mind you, I, I understand the truth now. Right. And what is the truth? That that kind the of fucked you up, right? Yeah. The, the 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 raping and stuff. You know, I mean, you called it rape. So to say, like, oh, my uncle raped me and it turned me bisexual, it means that you have some sort of view of it as being sort of done to you and put on you and being something that you weren't sort of, you know, wanting to happen, right? That wouldn't be called rape. So... Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. It's only because the other older male adults performed on me when my uncle had intercourse with me and that, that was different that's why i call it rape that way of course. well listen how old were you uh 12 yeah i mean i don't know like i had i have a guy in my building i think i talked about this on another podcast who told me like 10 stories of being like sort of jerked off and chased around by a rabbi and jerked off in his school by a guy you know this is all this shit happened to him when he was like 10 and i'm just like dude you were kind of molested and he didn't even he doesn't even put that together. It happens so much, like so many stuff happened. And I really wanted him to come on my podcast because I think a lot of men had sort of experiences like that when they were younger and they don't sort of put it together in that way, you know, but that, that is, that's fucked up. And it is like, molest, you're like molested and it's like rape and it is like not sort of right. And it does fuck you up and when you're older and it happens to a lot well, of people women too you know i'm just saying yeah, that i was gonna say that that i mean it's a very common thing unfortunately let's see it happens to both men and women it's yeah. just whether the men and women are aware of themselves because if you're not conscious of who you are then you get lost you get lost in the energies of somebody else the abuser believe it or not is projecting their emotions onto you or the right. anger that they have whether it's whether this was done onto them, whether it was their fantasy to do to others, whatever or whatever else is happening, they're actually projecting their energy onto you, and that's what makes the. Oftentimes, I've heard of like rape, rape victims, whether male or female, they say they escaped to a place in their minds, like that they didn't feel yeah. the pain. But no, the, the reality was you didn't escape. The reality was they projected their energy so much onto you that, that you, you lost. You're lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that happens all the time. I mean, it's the people that have repressed. That's what like repressed memories are about. You know, I'm surprised and, you know, that you have like you like remember what happened to you because a lot of times when the abuse happens like a a lot, the more it happens to you, the more likely you are to repress it, you know. And so a lot of people act out sexually and they do all these things, but they have no they don't know why they're doing it. But a lot of times it's because they were molested and it was so horrifying that they had to sort of check out. I, I know that you say it's the, the that person does that. I mean, I think it's both, you know? I mean, listen, in the Luciferian agenda, we um, are aware of who we are. We make no excuses. There is no reason to cry. Mm-hmm. You don't. So you don't feel bad for yourself for what happened to you? Not, not at all, nor okay. do I judge or blame my uncle for uh-huh. his depravities. Was he or, he wasn't your uncle though, right? Like I mean he wasn't really related to you. Do you have do you have any no do you guys know in that in your do you call it a religion? Is it right for me to call it a religion? It's not a religion, but what's the proper you could, term? You could okay. identify it as yeah, a, I don't know what to say, but like so in that world that you grew up in and what you in your belief system, right? Do you do you know 
do you know who was your biological parents at all or no? You know, I do want to I do want to go back and say, like, when I say my uncle and stuff like that, you know, you are my sister. Right. OK, that's how you see it. Right. Everyone's because okay. if everyone's energy and everyone's connected. Right. Is that what you're saying? I mean, only because nobody came from another planet, despite what they want you to believe. Right. You know, the, the original quote unquote people had to go back to be our great, 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 whatever house, grandfathers and grandmothers. So, uh-huh. yeah, since we're not derived from apes, which is another lie that was perpetrated to the people. Yeah, we're, we're all just related, in that, believe it or not. And, I know. Let's go back like so we can tell the story. So like you have this thing where you survived and you passed that test. And then, you know, I'm assuming what happened next is this whole thing with the uncle and, and these men sort of raping you. And it turned, you said it turned you bisexual. Is that what you believe? Or do you believe everyone's bisexual? Or do you think that that... Exper- I, I believe everybody is. They just have okay. Right. That's what I figured you would believe. So it's not really that your uncle then turned you bisexual. You don't, you, you don't think that. I know that you put that in the email. Well, I mean, I guess he introduced me into the... So you're into yeah, men and women. Yeah. Right. Were you um, sort of taken advantage of sexually as a, as a young kid, too, by women as well? Um, I guess so, but you can't rape the woman. You can't what? Rape the woman. You can't rape the woman. But does the women rape willing, you? The willing. Oh, the willing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right. Never but, had a problem with the women, just the men I always had a problem with. Why did you have a problem with the men? Well, before my uncle, it was always dirty old men, I guess you could say. Older guys wanting to perform oral sex on me. And um, I never did anything like that. Um, not until I got older, anyway. Um, yeah, it wasn't. So that freaked uncle. you out? Yeah, it used to creep me out. Right. And it, you didn't like it? Yeah. The older women, I never minded, though. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but... Right, but maybe because you were more straight. Maybe. Maybe you I've had more of a tendency believe... to be straight. Well, you know what it is? I've come to believe that um, if you've never been with a woman, then you can't say that you wouldn't enjoy it. You know what I'm If you haven't been with a man, then you can't say that you wouldn't enjoy it. And it's to the point where society makes you believe that this is straight and or, quote, gay and or bisexual and or, you know, saying whatever the label is that fits. But um, if these labels didn't exist, how would society be? Would we be a more free sexual society? Would women be more, I mean, believe it or not, in the Luciferian doctrine, women are equals. Uh-huh. I don't, there, there are no men or boss or women are inferior. Women, if... They don't want to do anything with you, and they're in that position where they could say no, and they don't have to do anything with you. And it's actually right. an honor and a privilege if she wants to do something with you. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, that's that's the way we look at it. So it's just it's just weeding it out, weeding out those that are worthy enough, those that are intelligent enough, those that can handle these things, those that um. And don't you feel like you have to be sort of, I mean, because some of the stuff that you've already said and we're not going to get into details with it, but like you have to also be sort of very detached from your emotions, right? I mean, there are, uh, because to do the things that you guys do or believe in the things that you guys do, if it's just all about energy, you sort of have to take your like emotions and push them to the side, right? I mean, like you have to sort of detach from them. 
I used to wonder, like I talked to, I have friends that are normal, I guess, you know, <laughs> right. in society. Uh-huh. And, um, sheep, you I call them, them sheep, their, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 I didn't want to, I didn't want to use the term. No, you, you called me before. You said, no, this is, that's, you know, <laughs> that's fine. So well, you have some sheep not, that you're friends with. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'll, t- I'll give you an example why, okay? Yeah. Uh, a reason that I'd call you sheep is, if you really want to go by Darwin's real theory of evolution uh-huh. and, 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 and people actually being survival of the fittest, why do you take care of your kids? Like, why do you love your son so much? Why do you care about your daughter's well-being? If you look at the animal kingdom after six, seven months, that's it. The animal lets the child go and you live or you die. That's it. That's the bottom line. Uh-huh. So yeah, sometimes when you say that, like, I, I realize that I am detached, like you said, because I don't understand the concept of caring for something that's actually holding you back, um, costing you more money, emotionally tearing you apart. Then I've seen certain parents lose their sanity over their child, and their child is going about living their life like they don't care. When, yeah, I think I'd rather be more like me and say, screw you. Yeah, but don't you think, okay, but I'm sorry. I can't think of the animals now. Maybe elephants. I think that there's probably tons of animals in the animal kingdom that stay with their young through their whole life. It can't be that every single one kicks them to the curb when they're a little bit older and says, see you later. I bet you I, there has to be. I think that there's all different sort of scenarios in the animal kingdom. So if you're just because I love I think that we're human beings. I think that we're spirits and I think that we're animals, you know, and I could I could feel all those parts of myself. And I think, you know, so I love the whole animal. We're animals thing, you know, and I buy into that. And that is nature. And I feel those animal instincts in myself all the time. But I believe so many animals have different ways of being. You know, some are monogamous, some are not monogamous, some mate for life. So a lot of them don't. I'm sure there's a lot of them that, you know, do what you say, which is they sort of, some of them eat their week. They eat the fucking week, you know. We could talk about bullies and all that shit because, you know, in the animal kingdom, that's <laughs> the way that it goes. You know what I mean? They eat the week. That's the way that it happens. They'll eat their babies if they're not doing well. But I'm sure that there's animals in the animal kingdom that stay with their children and stay bonded. And I think that we're one of them. I don't think it's an unnatural thing. I'm going to have to Google you. it. <laughs> I would agree with you on that if only we did what the elephants did. And that stayed together. The elephants, if they once they form a pack, you're right. They do yeah. stay with their kids. They and they mourn the loss of anyone That's in their right. family. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in your animal kingdom, all you do is celebrate and mourn the losses of celebrities. <laughs> well, listen, my parents, life. my parents like elephants are still together, but they're just so nasty to each other that I'm just like, why don't you just leave each other? You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is torture. But, but society tells them they're not allowed to. Right. Well, no, or some people do the opposite. I mean, listen, you know, we're free thinking people. So everyone just does whatever the fuck they want. You know, it's kind of are crazy. you religious. Not really. You know, my dad's a priest. Just so you know, I grew up in a family of um hardcore religion my father's straight off the boat from lebanon he's syrian orthodox he's a he's a priest but in his cult you know they're allowed to get married so of course you know i have a mom and a dad and my dad was the fucking asshole and um so religion for me i have a weird sort of relationship to it i'll always respect it and i respect all religions because i sort of grew up with it and i think it's all beautiful and really interesting i don't really buy into just one i sort of have my own belief on things 
Um, I see its place for people and some people, like you say, need a church and they have to go and blah, blah, blah. And I don't necessarily believe that for myself, but I understand that other people need that, you know, and it's just what it is. And I sort of respect religion, like I said, A, because that's just like what I was raised with. And I think that it's like, you know, every religion is really interesting and their sort of traditions are really beautiful, but I don't buy into any single one, but I think that they're all fascinating. It affects you more than what you realize. I'm sure. Everything fucking affects us more than we fucking realize. It's what sucks no, about life. <laughs> I've, I've discovered the truth. Um, when you said your father was a preacher, I do want you to understand this. Um, whatever religion you grew up in, there's 30, um, 30 different, like Muslim, Baptist, Southern Baptist, Methodist, Protestant, yeah, uh-huh. Jehovah's Witness, forget right. about it. There's only one book of Satan. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a lot easier to come find our leader than it is to find yours. Oh, and yeah, I don't even on... care. I don't want to buy into anything, whether it's yours, my father's, Buddhism. No, you that's know. fine, because that actually works out for us. Right. Unless people care about God or believe in God or think that it's... No, I have my own beliefs, but it's not sort of any one way, and it's not like... What I don't like about any kind of religion, whether it's yours or my father's or anyone's, is like how it's very elitist. Like everyone thinks that whatever they're doing is the right thing. And that's what I hate because, you know, that's the thing that I hate the most about religion. What I believe in is what I believe in. I don't I don't think it's better or worse. It just works for me. What I hate about religion, like I said, whether it's my mother, my father's or yours or any kind, you know, it's the it's that everyone thinks that theirs is the right one and that everyone else is wrong. And that is what I hate about religion. And that's I don't think that that's really religious to be that way, you know, and I think that um, that's the thing that's so to me that turns me off to it. No, no. Your no. <laughs> self-assurance and confidence is actually... Excuse me? Is, is your self-assurance and confidence is, yeah. is uh, one of the qualities we look for, believe it or not. You've right. just, been, just been indoctrinated into the wrong religions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I let me tell you something about me. I quit brownies when I was like five. I don't like any fucking groups. I'm anti-groups. I think they're like cults. It's so weird. I quit drinking. I went to AA like twice. I was like, fuck this. I'm like a leader, not a follower. I don't like any of that stuff. I am a independent free thinker. So I'm the nod can be into anything. So that I'm like not into, I don't even like to go to picnics or parades. Like I don't like group anything. So it's not, it's not my thing. But I think it's fascinating, you know, like I said, like whether I think Buddhism is interesting or my father's, I think what you're talking about is interesting. I think I don't like dark stuff and that I don't like like when you get into like the, the, the slaughter, like I don't even want to know about that stuff. Like I'm like a very I like to be sort of focus on the light things in life and uh, not dark stuff. So we don't need to talk about that stuff. I think that the other stuff that okay. happened to you is, you know interesting though i don't think it's like um and i think it affected you in a way i mean you know don't you like the i'm shaking talking to you yeah you're, you're what i'm shaking talking to you how come i i i i haven't i've talked to only one other person uh-huh besides you about about the like the the sexual about stuff, everything, right? About almost everything that I told you. The only thing that um, the only thing that makes me 
feel about it is that this is anonymous. Oh yeah, my show is total. It's called Strictly Anonymous. Nobody, I don't, because I don't think it's like it doesn't really matter like what your name is or where you're from or whatever. I think that what people like to hear is people's real stories and what people, you know, don't sort of tell the truth. You know, most people are living double lives or they're just really not honest with themselves. And I find that um, for me, I find people's real lives interesting. So I don't care what your fucking name is, where you live, or any of that stuff. Like I care about your story. And so I found that like if I just tell people that they could lie and make up all that stuff that they'll be really honest and then you get you know really interesting stories and that's why it works yep. everything happens for a reason like uh-huh. when I saw you when I saw your ad on Craigslist I was like wow what's the what's the chances yeah, you could let your stuff out. But like I said, I don't like dark stuff. And that's what uh, we don't want to go to those kind of places. That's what you believe in. That's what you sort of witness. Like it's a kind of illegal stuff. Like I don't like any of that. But everything else, you know, we could discuss. I have my own opinions about it because I believe a lot in psychology. And I think that things that happen to you when you're younger do fuck you up. I don't care how much you say you don't have feelings. I think that you do. And as much as you could say you detach from it and you, they told you these things, I still think it does affect who you are. And, you know, that's the stuff that I would like to talk about. Well, if you met me, you'd actually believe I'm a productive member of society. I've I'm sure. I've been arrested. I, um, I look like I have a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do for a living? Know, nothing. <laughs> Because I was going to say, you said you look like you have a good job, <laughs> but you don't do, so you don't have a job. You don't do no. anything. Do you, you do? No. How do you support yourself? Um, we're allowed access to a bank account. You what? We're allowed access to a bank account. Oh, okay. So there's some sort yeah. of like funding that well, goes the money, on. The, the money's not real. Money has never been real. I mean, I know you've heard this all before, but um, I mean, you guys are soon see the uh, You guys will soon see the monetary system in the United States will collapse. Oh, I can't wait till cash and change is just taken out. It's so ridiculous. I mean, I just like to swipe my card everywhere I go. Yeah, I mean, the the change that they're going to implement, though, is not what you expect, though. It's 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 actually a lot worse. Right. Okay, but that's like a conspiracy theorist stuff, and it's interesting, whatever. Like I said, I don't really like cash. I think it's so outdated. And I'm, like, very much like the type of person. Like, I'm into technology, and I like to go full speed ahead, and I love like paying for shit with my iPhone and everything. I'm one of those. So I would be happy if like all that stuff like that changed. But I think you're saying like, you're really looking into the future of like massive change, but like, you know, let's get back to the stuff that happened to you that you say changed you. And like, what, what, how do you, okay. So you found me on Craigslist. So I always want to ask my guests, like, what were you on Craigslist looking for? Right. That you Um, found my ad. Like, what do you go to Craigslist for? Were you looking for, you know, girls to bang or a guy to have a hookup with? Or, I mean, everyone's going there for different things. Yeah, that's about it. Casual encounters. Right, right, right. But were you looking, because I know you say you're bisexual. Were you looking, I post in all different sections, so I don't know which section you answered. But, like, what were you looking for? What do you go to Craigslist no. for? And have you had any good experiences? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. And um, I hit uh, personals in all New York, so... I look at all the ads. I don't know where yours were specifically either. And um, I just pick and choose from there. Right. But I mean, what what were you were you looking? Do you look for oh, men? Do you look for, for women? Sort of, yeah, both. Either but, couples, whichever or. Uh huh. Send pictures, exchange pictures. Um, do you meet people? Mm hmm. 
I've I've met people, yes, um, some very very amazing people. Unfortunately, on well, I don't mean to say like this. Well, this is anonymous anyway. On Craigslist is the sorriest amount of people you're gonna meet. Like they're all depressed. <laughs> they're all looking for love in the wrong places. And right. They're easy victims, so to speak. Right. Well, do you feel like you you're abusing them, or like you're two consenting adults? Yeah, only because when I first speak with somebody, you automatically get a Bye. sense of where their mental capacity is at, and um, from there, once you talk to a person and actually just the trick is to just get them to open up about themselves. As soon as they do, you find out where where their they're at mentally. <laughs> yeah, their weaknesses, and uh-huh. you take advantage. And believe it or not. They want you to take advantage. That's why they're there. But what do you mean take advantage of? Take advantage of them sexually? Sexually, mentally, physically, whatever it is. If not, they would have the confidence to go out and meet somebody like everybody else in the world does, which is face-to-face. Right. This allows you to be anonymous until it's time to show that you're not as shy as you claim to be, and then you do something with a stranger that you're probably never going to see again anyway, no matter what kind of promises you say at the time. Right. And that's what they do daily just to fulfill some sort of need. And, um, but do you yeah, go on yeah. there as like a predator to sort of take advantage of people or do you go on there just to get like your rocks off and have like a little fun? I guess a little bit of both. Because right. I am looking for that submissive, um, I guess, the masochistic. Yeah, well, do you think that you're just recreating what happened to you, to other people? Like, it's like, I was once, I'm going to tell you this story, and it's because it reminds me of what you're saying that you do, because you kind of sound like, you you know, you fuck with people's heads. But I think maybe, like, I was walking down the street once, and there was this, like, really, like, hoodie kid walking in front of me, and he was very angry, and there was a little, there was a woman walking with a very little small dog, and he kicked the dog, like, really hard. And everybody looked at him in horror. And I did at first, too. And then I thought to myself, like, my next reaction was, like, I felt sorry for him. Because I thought to myself, this person must have been so abused. Like, I looked at him as the weak person. Because there there's no reason for anyone to ever sort of kick a little thing that's so weak. Like, you say you prey on these people, they're weak, and you find their weakness, and then you fucking kick them when they're down. That's no different than this guy. And what I think people that do that are people that had that done to them. Do you know what I mean? Like when I looked at that guy, I actually felt sorry for him. I thought, oh, my God, somebody when he was really little just abused the shit out of him. And so now he's just sort of doing that to things that are weaker than him. And what's the weakest thing than a little puppy, a little cute puppy, you know? And I feel like you were very abused when you were younger, you know, um, you had, I, I know that you say with your uncle and everyone, it was okay, but you had those men and I'm sorry, you said it, you said that it creeped you out and you didn't like it. And that's powerful shit. Cause you b- even said, you believe that they're putting their energy in you. Right. And they're sort of doing that to you. So that happened to you. And so do you think maybe that's a part of you sort of going onto Craigslist, finding people that are really weak and vulnerable, maybe like, you know, sort of recreating that scenario that happened to you and sort of taking advantage of them and getting back at them in a weird way, but it's some sort of sick recreation of what happened to you. Do you think maybe that's a part of it? You make me realize why I never went to go talk to a psychiatrist. <laughs> I mean, why I it's that, irritating? A good, good analogy. Um, I guess if I'm going to be honest, I would say yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, part of me still in denial. Like, no, what, are you kidding me? No, I do it because, you know. It's fun. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I guess I guess you're right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I have found myself. I have found myself. I have. I've found myself putting people in the same position that I was in. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Like, cause you say you like look for the weak person that you take advantage of, blah, blah blah. But that's like, so that's like you somehow trying to get your power back because you were so powerless when you were younger. You know, at the time, yeah, um, for sure. I I don't feel weak at all now. Of course not, but a lot Physically, of times, that, mentally, right? No, you can, you have a good front, but you have. Listen, we all have. We all have those sides to us. Wherever we're acting out in our life or doing like fucked up things, that's like a weakness. I'm sorry. It just is. So if you're going and you're like sort of preying on weak people, that's a weakness in you. I don't think that that's that's strength. I don't think so. Just like it wasn't strength for those guys to sort of take advantage of you when you were little. Why did they have to fool around with a little boy? Why couldn't they fool around with uh, someone else? You know what I'm saying? Believe it or not, sometimes I'd rather that they grab me than they grab Rebecca. Right. So, see, you anyway. were like a kind person because you were protecting her. I don't want to talk about this. Um, okay, Can I talk fine. about something different? Of course, absolutely. Um, when you said that the kid was kicking the puppy, uh-huh. you know, I, I remember Ted Bundy, and he grew up in a really good house with really loving parents, and he went on to rape and kill 150 women. Right. I remember I was at the Detroit Pistons game when that big altercation occurred. I don't know if you had ever heard of it. No. But one of the basketball players had gotten up onto the stands and gotten into a fight with uh, the fans. And it was a big brawl. Anyway, I was in Detroit, and um, I'll never forget this. And I don't know if there's any record of it or if it was ever captured on video or whatever mm-hmm. else, but... Um, there was this very pretty blonde-haired girl, and right. she had to be like maybe 20, 22, I don't know. She was young. She was a young girl. Uh-huh. And as as the opposing players were going back into the locker room, even though she was up on the bleachers, even though she was up far removed from the altercations and everything else, and yeah. all the people yelling, she took her cup of soda and poured it on them. Right. And I wondered, I wondered to myself, what possessed her to... Take her cup of soda and pour it on players that she obviously, and the girl wasn't even dressed in any kind of basketball paraphernalia, so she's not a fan of the sport. She's right. probably just there with somebody who, who paid was a for fan, her to be right? There. Uh-huh. So wh- why did she do that? Why did she? But they were having an altercation. What do you mean? Are you asking me? Yeah, like why? Why would she, a young blonde-headed, I, I don't mean to say a white girl, but you know, white yeah. girls tend to be less dramatic as the rest of the culture uh-huh. why would she pour her soda onto people that she didn't even know people that, that and, and for something that didn't even affect her well were was they fighting part, yeah they were fighting down in the in the court right and was did she pour soda on the person that was the wrong person or was she just doing it to innocent oh no victims? she just did it to, to, yeah to any to any other players that were walking in oh maybe she was a bitch and had her own problems you know what i mean that's fucked up she she entered the mob mentality, right? Yeah, I guess. But I've seen people do that without a mob. Believe it or not, that kid might have seen somebody else do stuff like that. Like yeah. nothing might have even affected. Like nobody might have abused that kid that kicked the puppy. He I don't know. It's such a to me. 
like if you're looking at a kid and he's smashing windows or he's throwing rocks at people like that, I could see maybe you could use that. But to kick the puppy, I don't know. I, I, I trust my feeling. I trust that I was right. I, I just I, I don't know that I would feel that in every scenario. But with this kid, that's what I saw. That's really what I saw. And I, I believe myself. That's what I that's what I believe. One of my friends had told me that before they went to Vietnam, the um, sergeant had brought them downstairs into a basement one at a time. Uh-huh. And he said, he said that we're going to war now, gentlemen. And in war, you're going to do things that you didn't think you'd want to do. And you're either going to survive out there or you're not. And one of the things that the sergeant wanted them to do, as he brought, he brought the guys down, my, my own friend said he brought them down one at a time. And um, the sergeant took a puppy out of a box and handed them a knife and said, Oy. cut the puppy's throat. Oy. And if you can't if you can't cut the puppy's throat, then how do you expect to kill an enemy combatant? Oof. That's hardcore. I mean And I believe that is, that probably happens. This is our society. And I believe in yeah, but you look at the society you were raised in. You told me some fucked up things that happens in your society too. So I don't I yeah. see how you could judge that. But like you said some pretty messed up stuff. So how well, could you talk about I, the puppy? If, if I could justify it a little bit, okay. you agree that we're animals. Uh, yeah, we're part animals. I told you I believe, I feel we're a lot of different things. Not just animals, oh. not just human beings, not just spirits. I think we're all you, of the above. You look at it as a human being then that's being sacrificed. When If they sacrificed an animal, you wouldn't feel any way. As a matter of fact, if the animal was something good you might want to eat, you might want to eat it afterwards when human meat. It's actually just as good and more nutritious than. Oh, they say that humans will taste like bacon. I think, no, pork. They say if you ate a human, because we're very high in salt, (laughs) that we would taste very much like pork. I guess it depends (laughs) on how you season it. Right. No, I think you don't even need to season us. We're so salty that we just, we don't even need salt. Like, that's supposedly the deal. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's what I've the heard. Blood, the blood is actually, you could use it as a sauce or spices <laughs> because the blood has already all the nutrients and Yummy. No, but well, let's get back to the puppy thing. Okay, like, uh, you know, that's our society. I don't know. Maybe there's a, like, you know, these guys are in war and they have to go do really horrifying things and that's some sort of hazing thing. I don't know. Maybe psychologically they, they, they prepare that way. I think it's kind of messed up. I personally don't like to know that some of these things exist because, like, you know, because there's always going to be negative, dark things or things that I don't agree with. Um, but, you know, I can't go changing people. You know, all I could do is sort of live my life the way I want to. You know what I mean? And and do the right thing do that, I, you know, with my own beliefs. So, but I don't think for you it's a little hypocritical because I find that you're a little judgmental. And this is what I don't like about people that are just very into whatever they're into is because they believe what they do, but then they're looking at everybody else and putting everybody else down. You're looking at society and saying, look at what they do here and what they do here. And then you're telling, you're talking about some pretty horrible things that go on in your society too. So it's like a little hypocritical. Well, we, well, we laugh at, um, Sorry to keep calling you sheep, but no, no, no. I love I, that. I, I think it's hilarious. I don't, okay. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how sheep? you feel. Yeah, I don't understand how you feel. You elect a person like Barack Obama when it's obvious that the electoral colleges are the ones that put the person in the position of power, no matter how many votes are given, and you guys keep voting. 
I know. This, <laughs> I is the problem. I, this is the problem with my podcast. I don't talk about celebrities because I could give a shit and I don't talk about politics and I don't necessarily like talk about religion because those well celebrities I don't care to talk about because who cares? I find regular people interesting. But like the other hot topics like real hardcore religion or politics that I know that you talked about on your email that you want to talk about. It, like I don't really go there. I don't know enough about it. I think that everyone has their own sort of opinions about it and I don't like to get into it. I like more human being stuff. I like to talk about you, Henry. I think you have a little compassion in you and more feelings than you want to cop to. That's what I think. And I think maybe you're a little bit nicer than you sort of want to believe that you are. I would hope so. <laughs> Henry, are you there? <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> Did I lose you? Um, you know, so the politics, I don't care. Like, I, that's not my thing. I can't spar with you on that. I can't even have a conversation with you because I don't know enough about it. You know, I don't get into that I'm more like interested my sort of intel I'm like very super smart and stuff but like what I like to know about and what I'm really curious about is people and like human nature and psychology and even the animal stuff like that you know like I was saying that we're animals and the sort of instincts we have that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested in so we could talk more about that okay um I just like I think, you know, it's fucked up what happened to you. And I know that you say that sexually now when you're older, there needs to be some sort of pain involved. And you believe it's because your uncle after he got you off or he got off like he beat the shit out of you. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, that's messed up. So do you when you say that there's pain involved, do you need to create pain for somebody else or it has to be for you? A little bit of both, I think. Um, Right. I still. So it's a sadist, masochistic thing that you're into. I guess in a way, mm-hmm. I um, I got so used to, I got so used to being abused that I look forward to it. If that doesn't sound too crazy, I don't. No, because it was probably your only way to survive. And the only it's like kind of like if you can't beat them, join them, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, at that's the same sad. Time, I want to feel superior. Of course, because you were so inferior at that time. That's your way of like sort of trying to re sort of like, you know, like right that wrong that happened to you. I guess. Right. But that's um, not the right way because then you're just doing it to other people. I mean, you could. Well, I know you don't like to talk to therapists at all, right? Are you very very anti-therapy? Only because I feel that. Look, for free, I'm able to let out my problems to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but look how good it is. I mean, you said you really don't really talk to anybody else, right, ever. And you said you were, like, shaking when you're talking. And, it like, there's some – I believe that anybody that calls in for my place and that needs to talk to a stranger, you know, it's like it, – it means that you probably have that – you probably should be doing it more, you know. And you have a need for that in your life and that's what therapy and listen like anything I believe in the 90-10 rule like I think 90% of everything is like garbage and terrible and 10% is good so you know in any profession you're going to get 90% of doctors are going to be horrendous and 10% are going to be a lot of therapists are going to be more fucked up than you could ever be and they're so terrible I've walked out on many of them because I'm like it's like I'm not going to take advice from an insane person but 10% are amazing and if you find the right one 
and they're hard to find. Sometimes you have to go to like five before you find them. But if you find the right one, they're like really great. And they don't tell you what to do. I don't know. I have a really great therapist, but I do psychoanalysis. It's kind of expensive, but it's really good therapy. And it's not about telling you what to do. It's just about talking about stuff that happened to you. And it's literally changes your life. I think you were like have a lot of trauma and they call it, it's like post-traumatic stress disorder you have when you're really like horribly abused as a child and you went through some hardcore stuff. You really did. So you probably have post-traumatic stress disorder. It, it would be wrong for me to say that because I accept everything that happened to me. I accept it. And when I see Rebecca today, she's in a better position than I am. And she's quote unquote a woman. Mm-hmm. And you would say, according to society, women are inferior mentally, inferior physically, inferior emotionally. But that's not even close to being the truth because if you even knew if you even knew the truth, you'd know that women are more more than what men are. Anyway, the whole point is Oh, um, you think I don't believe that? Do you hear how I'm talking? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean come I, on, I, you I think feel... that I'm like a woman that thinks I'm beneath anyone? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that um if I went to talk to a therapist it would take me it would take me the entire session to convince them to move their couch to the other side of the room. <laughs> Why would you need to convince them? Maybe you'd like the couch where it was, Henry. How do you know you'd want to move it? Is that just your way of mind-fucking them? That's just my way. I'd want to establish my dominance. Oh, you know, when I got, I did that one. When I was thrown out of a lot of high schools when I was younger. I was very much like not a rule fall. Like I acted out really hardcore and I got thrown out of three high schools. And one of my high schools, I went in and I, and you know, I used to have to mind fuck people the same way. Like what you say, it was like, you know, I it was like my way of getting, I don't think that there's strength in that in a weird way. It's just your way of trying to be strong in a situation where you don't feel like you have any power. And, you know, I didn't like being in school. I didn't like being told what to do. They were throwing me out of another high school. I don't even remember why. And the principal called me in to have a sort of a conversation to see if, like, he could have me stay or throw me out. And I walked in, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. And he's like, but you have to. And I'm like, I don't want to. So what I did was I took my chair, and I turned it the other way. And I'm like, fine, you want to talk to me? I'm not going to give you my eyes, right? Because if you give someone your eyes, you give them your attention. And he just threw me out. He was like, okay, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and that's the way I used to do. But it's it's very like um, when you say that, like to me, it reminds me of when I'm in high school. It's sort of like a juvenile way of handling things. That's there's something like sort of um, you shouldn't need that kind of power now in your life. Unless, you know, like I did that when I was young and unruly and like sort of out of control. And I didn't feel like I had any power in my life. But now as an adult, because I've cleaned up my act, I quit drinking. I worked on a lot of the, my demons you know, I don't need to sort of pull those kind of power trips or play those kind of mental mind games with people because I don't feel that people are sort of against me or I'm like sort of being attacked where I did feel that way when I was younger, for sure, because I was abused and I had a lot of issues growing up. So it's like, I feel like the fact that you even thinking you're going to go in and you're going to mind fuck this person and move the thing and everything has to be like this game where you win. It's like you have a lot of, you're very defensive and that's like, you know, sort of hiding of like, that's like a, that defense is like to um, hide a vulnerability inside of you that maybe needs to be worked on. I'm not so yeah. annoying. <laughs> no, you're not actually. Um, I'm going to tell you to tell me the truth. Right. I've always wanted to know what it was like to love somebody, like right. to feel unconditional love, like they say. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe it exists. 
I don't believe unconditional love exists. No, no, it does. No, it does. No, it doesn't. No, you have you never had a friend for like 10 to 15 years that you can't fucking stand, but you can't you still talk to them. That's unconditional love. No, nah, you never had a pet. Sometimes, no. Get a kitten and just don't sacrifice no. it. <laughs> <laughs> you no. love that kid. My father came straight off the boat from Lebanon, and like he, his whole family thought animals were cockroaches. But my dad fell in love with my dog like an insane person. He was the only one and of his brothers. The cat believes you're it's you're you're its pet, and the dog only cares for you because you walk in and feed it. No, they really do love you, and you love them. And who, like, really? I swear to you, you would experience it. You're, I, I, and let me ask you this: You talk about Rebecca. Maybe you love Rebecca. Maybe you have love for her. I did. What do you mean you did? You do love her, right? So that's love. And if you've known her a long time. But you can get no. unconditional love. I do believe that it exists, it, but it takes time. Whether you, if you get it from your parents or your pets or your children, that's like immediately. But but through relationships and people and like friends, it takes time. But I do believe that after you've known people ten, over ten years, double digit time, you know, you get unconditional love for people for sure. Don't you have any no. long term friends? No. No. I've, I've seen on the news and I've heard. You know, parents killing kids, kids killing parents. So, but you said that happened in your place. Exactly. That's why there's no such thing as unconditional love. Um, a person could say that they want that to exist, but if you love your pet to death and your pet loves you, and I bring you a new puppy and I take your pet to a new home and they treat it just as kind, you go on. And that's not exactly the terminology for unconditional love where but you have a desire but you have a, a crackhead like, right you're not going to love a crackhead i don't care no matter who i don't care if it's your mother or father they're a crackhead and they're robbing from you it's going to come to a point in time where you go i'm not putting up with this because i have a life and there's your unconditional love again oh no but i've seen parents that their children did horrible things and they still love them i've seen that i've seen i believe unconditional love is is um exists and I had not a good childhood. It's not like I come from like this place where I'm like, oh, and I had all that stuff. But I still do believe, and I think it's sad that you don't. But I think that you do in a way because you say that you've always <laughs> wanted it. No, because you say you've always wanted it. You you wouldn't. You're not stupid, right? To say that you want something, it means that you think it exists. Okay. No. Yes. No. no yes. I want a unicorn. I don't think it. Exists. No one wants unicorns. Okay. <laughs> I've never said I want a fucking unicorn. No, I'm too realistic. <laughs> I've never said I want things that don't exist. That's a waste of fucking time. Okay. No, we want things that exist. You're not a crazy person. You're very factual. You're very specific. You know a lot about politics. You're a smart man. Okay. You're saying you've always wanted that. That means you believe it exists. Sorry, it's just truth. Maybe maybe I want it to exist. No, you know it exists. I want, I want to be honest. It does exist. I believe that it exists. And I think that you need to know that it does. And there's a part of you that wants it to. I believe that. Okay, you want it to exist. I do believe that it does. But I think that you have to go more towards the light. I think what happens with a lot of, like, I think, like, sometimes people that are really into politics and all these conspiracy theorists and, like, all this stuff that you get really heavily involved in in your mind, you know, and you sort of go through it and you're looking. It's a way of, like, not really focusing on yourself and helping yourself, you know? Like, we don't, you don't need to, like, sort of know about Barack Obama and all these things that's going to happen with the cash. Like, maybe you could take some time off of all this shit that's happening in the world Stop thinking about that and think about yourself and sort of help yourself. 
you know, because a lot of people instead they're watching the news, they're uh, CNN's on all the time, they're looking, they're judging, they're making comments about everything, and they're just so fucked up. And it's like if every person just like took care of themselves, like maybe our world wouldn't be so messed up. So maybe you need to sort of take a little time to work on yourself and heal yourself and talk more about this stuff so maybe you could experience different things in your life if i could pull out my put on my psychologist hat real quick please sure all right i won't try to dissuade you from the fact of the diversity that you want to believe of unconditional love existing somewhere as well no i have it for people and i feel it from from things that that that's that's fine that's good so i won't um I could tell that you're passionate about it. You want it to exist. Uh huh. Um, yeah, as far as the politics and stuff, believe it or not, turn off the TV. Yeah, if you could get that message out more to people, believe it or not. Uh huh. So it's all a lie. Everything that you see on TV is a lie. Um, uh-huh. if, <laughs> especially this Ebola thing. Please just do yourself a favor. And... <laughs> I'm bola. But do you watch sitcoms? <laughs> do you watch anything on TV besides like the news? I'm talking about. Oh, I, I don't. I don't watch TV. Right. Okay. But what do you do? Like, what do you do for fun or like for enjoyment? You know, like what? What is that that you do? What do you do? Well, I do what they don't do anymore. Believe it or not, read. Um, uh-huh. I have an extensive library. I enjoy reading. Um, of course. You know, YouTube and the whole internet is a fountain of information that totally it's endless. You can know anything you want. Yeah, I love. Anything. I Google everything. Yeah, I don't dilute myself with news or movies or, like you said, celebrity stuff. I don't understand. You know, sometimes the movies how- are a nice way to check out. Like movies are like could make you feel feelings, and sometimes it's good. Like movies are pretty amazing if you get a good one. Like it seriously, I gotta tell you. Um, because well, it, it's, it's, the, you know, it's like, it makes you feel something. It's art, you know, it's like anything. It's like music, you know, movies. So these kinds of art forms really sort of take you away and they make you feel things. And that's a good thing. Believe it or not, I was taught this, there's this thing called the five easiest jobs in the world and they separate society. And uh-huh. I'm going to, I'll read them off to you. The, fir- the first one is modeling. If uh-huh. you look that good that somebody's just going to take pictures of you, well, you know what? You make everybody else envious of you. Uh-huh. And you have to have no education whatsoever. You're just born and beautiful. It's, you didn't even do one thing it. for that job. And that's it. And you believe that your shit is not stink. Right. The second one is singing. Now people are going to pay you for your voice. And uh-huh. all the same things apply as for the first job. People are envious of you. And believe it or not, that's just a separate society. Uh-huh. The third one is lying, but you call it acting. And uh-huh. these people go up there and they lie to people and they make you feel emotions. They draw same kind of manipulation that I do, only they're getting paid for it and they don't even realize. That's why I believe it or not, some of these actors, anyway, I'm going to go on. The fourth one is sports. Uh-huh. And um, it all draws out the same thing. Envy separates you, puts you on a pedestal. You said they'll switch to you and they think that their shit don't think. And the last one is politics, and politics is a combination of all the other four. You have to look good. You have to have a good articulating speaking voice. You have to look that, that, you have to have not only that charismatic 
personality, but also that physicality that people admire from the sports and uh-huh. so on and so forth. So, yeah. And those, believe it or not, those jobs were created by my religion. Right. You guys are in control of that to fuck everybody up. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> exist before. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it dominates society. Right, and brings them down because it's all a bunch of bullshit. And that's why we call you sheep. Right, sheep. <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. I mean, I think a lot of people are sheep. Like I, like I'm sorry, but if everyone's going left, I go right. I don't follow the. I think most people are dumb. So if most people do something, I don't do it. Like <laughs> this is just I mean, the way that I think. So I think, yeah, I believe in sheep too. I just don't have to, you know, be a part of your group to believe in. <laughs> no, I mean, but before I broke down those quote unquote jobs, you didn't even put them that way. You didn't even see them that way. I what? And those. No, I can argue every single one of them and say things, but it's not interesting to me. I'm not one, I have to say, and we all have like our brains are just interested in sort of, you know, delving into different things. I don't, you're a very specific type. I know people like you, I have really good friends like you. There's people on Facebook blabbing like you all the time. You're very opinionated about all these things, and that's what you like to do. I'm like, I... I, I don't, I'm not into that. And no one's right or wrong, right? It's like whatever. It's like that's what you like to do. I like to like sort of, and people find me irritating, right? The same way. Like I like to go on and on and peel the layers back and get to really see through people and see the good in them and like that kind of stuff, you know? So that's what I spend my time Googling and figuring out, you know? So I'm just not interested in sort of arguing your points or changing it or whatever or going on about it because I don't find it that interesting. Just like you might not find my analyzing, you know, human beings interesting either. A lot of people. This is why I do my podcast. Uh, this is why I do my podcast because all my friends have, most of my friends aren't self-aware. They don't give a shit about bettering themselves. They don't want to know anything. And they're just like, shut up, Kathy. So I'm like, okay, then I'm just going to do a podcast where I could talk to people about their problems so I could actually, people will actually like want my help because I like talking to people. Like this, you know what I mean. This is like what I like to do, because you like to do what you like to do. Like you could start your own podcast and talk about all that stuff. Like, and trust me, there'll be millions of people that will want to listen because people like that too. You know, it's just not what I'm interested in. So I could argue uh, those points and we could talk about it for an hour, but I'm I don't really care. If if I could before I do go, um, yes, you, you're you're amazing. Um, oh, I believe anything happened. I believe everything does happen for a reason. Uh huh. Um, me too. Given the opportunity, I would love to take you out to dinner. And no, that will never have. This is, <laughs> no, this is, you could, listen, I have a lot of people on my podcast that call into the show multiple times. So I think you have so much more information to bring to us. And I would love to talk to you again and see you sort of change and grow and maybe move past certain things that you're talking about now. And I think that would be really interesting. Um, so I, uh, this is strictly anonymous. Nobody knows who I am. Most of my friends don't even know that I do this. Nobody knows who I am. I don't know who you are. No one ever meets in person. I actually had a guy once come into a studio and, um, cause my friend was a co-host with me and we built a partition so he couldn't see me. Everything is done without knowing anyone because none of that stuff matters, but we could talk again and I'd love to have you on the show again because like I said, I, I we didn't even get to the tip of the iceberg with your stories really. I really don't think so either. And no, so uh, you could be one of my repeat callers. I have plenty of people like that. You know, I would you. love to talk to you again. I definitely thank you for um, just helping me. Well, it's almost three. Um, I'm going to have to go. 
Yeah, that's, that's cool. Fun. Thank you for calling in, and I'm glad that I could help you, and I'm glad that we had this conversation, and definitely, we're definitely going to talk again. Okay. All right, and I'll thank send you, you an email. Thank you for when, having me. Yeah, thank you for calling in, Henry. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.